welcome to Carry On. Hi, guys. And welcome to Sex and the City Podcast. Samantha's like, he's got the most perfect dick. <laughs> How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Thanks. Bye. Great sex. Hey everyone, and welcome to Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast. I'm Alec Power Lad Wells, and with me, as always, is... Cat Dennings. I mean, Cat Wells. Oh, come on. With us tonight. Oh, boy. It is just what a pleasure (laughs) to have. Alex got his host voice on. The one, the only Amanda McCann. Amanda, say hello. Hi. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Amanda. Um, what do you do? What's your story? Mm. I mean, I know, but people listening don't know. (laughs) I should have a blog like Carrie, so they knew. Oh my god, you Mm -hmm. totally should. Um, I don't think I'd be as poignant as she is. Uh, (laughs) so I work in animation. I work at Nickelodeon. Um, big The subject matter of Nick is very similar to Sex in the City. Yes, so similar. Lots of graphic dialogue. You guys just did an episode about Cox on that show. Yeah, erectile dysfunction. (laughs) It's about SpongeBob. That's right. This is not affiliated officially with Nickelodeon. (laughs) No, no. Amanda's opinions are entirely her own. My own. My own. Her her dumb comments are completely not affiliated (laughs) with Nickelodeon. Um, but yeah, I work in animation. I am a production manager. You do um, a little voiceover. I am so I'm a voiceover yeah. actress as well, yeah. and, and comedian and writer. An incredibly hilarious improviser. Yeah, thank She's you. very, very funny. You have a gorgeous voice. <laughs> uh, thank you. You really do. Everyone says that, and it's funny because they're like, I was like, you know, I could do a lot of characters, and they're like, just be you. And I was like, oh, I'm a character. <laughs> Who <laughs> thought? <laughs> let me ask you this about doing voice work. Because yeah. The voice we hear inside our own heads is different than the one that ends up broadcast to the world. So when you're doing voices, how do you negotiate that? Do you have any problem in what you hear here in your head? And you know, it's funny. It broadcast? never will sound like what I intended, but sometimes that's the better get for a character. Yeah. Like, it'll come out in a way that I never thought it could. Yeah. And I was like, well, that wasn't what I was going for, but it works. And so you sort of stumble into it. And you've done um, a character that you've revisited multiple times. Yeah, you know, in improv, you really have your kind of wheelhouse of characters that your go-tos of, Mm -hmm. you know, say your moms or your kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with voiceover. You'll just go back to the... Sassy old lady, you did before for mm-hmm. that one scene. And then you, you know, well, that sounds like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but you'll keep going around. Well, mean and... old man, <laughs> Mr. Potter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all I can do, actually. So if you're do hiring, you, please. Yes. <laughs> do you find that, do you ever have to go back and listen to a voice you did to try and recapture it? Or do you, is it always just sort of there? Yes, already? you know, I did. Uh, I do little boy voices a lot of the time. And oh, I, yeah. And, cute. well. Ralph Wiggum's my favorite. 
Oh, I dress myself. <laughs> so he is a, a favorite of mine, but I do, um, sometimes that's hard to do. And uh, as my voice has changed, as I've gotten older, you know, you have to really figure out how to manipulate it. And I did a, a web series for Capri Sun. Awesome. Uh, and I played a little chubby red-haired boy named Harry. <laughs> yeah. And he was more like, kind of talk like Patrick from SpongeBob. He was like, Oh wow, you guys awesome! And he yeah. sort of was yeah. nasally like that, and that for me is hard to capture. So every time we would record, I'd be like, "Can you play a little bit of the thing I did before?" Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's too. It's like you know, you're still refining your tool as a voiceover right. actor, so you don't know what you're doing when you do it. And when you're a good voiceover actor, I figured out you do know what you're doing when you're doing it. So <laughs> yeah. it's sort of that. That's the arc of learning. I, I was recently, that. I recently listened to the audiobook. I had already read it physically, but then I re-listened to uh, Salem's Lot. It's oh, a yeah. Steve, incredible yeah. Stephen King book. And the voiceover actor, his name is Ron McClarty. And I, it, it, it's the hands down the best voiceover uh, I've ever heard on a, on an audiobook. He had, there are so many characters in this novel. And like, and I kept thinking it's incredible to me because there was maybe in a 17 hour book, audiobook there were maybe two times when i i sensed like in the middle of a scene or a moment like i was like oh they must have recorded this on a different day even though it was the next sentence (laughs) but in in 17 hours that's only be noticeable like twice i it was shocking and like he would so seamlessly go between like you know different a woman and a man and like he paint just in just just in the inflections and the cadence and everything he completely personified like these individual characters and it was mind boggling. I don't understand it. It's so good. It's just a craft. You know, they work voiceover actors. We work very, very hard at that sort of thing. And especially audio books too. I feel like those are a, a very special breed of actors yeah. and voiceover actors that can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Tonight we're going to talk about a little bit different kind of voiceover, which is Carrie's voiceover. <laughs> yeah, that her she narration. Does here oh, boy. On Sex and the City. We're in season three. Uh, what episode? Yeah, did so we just, uh, we just watch, finished Catherine? all together watching uh, season three, episode 15 of uh, Sex and the City, entitled Hot Child in the City. It aired September 24th, 2000. Woo. It was directed by Michael Allen Spiller, written by Alan Heinberg. Uh, and starring the uh, featuring the debut of the illustrious Cat Dennings. Yes, pretty awesome. Um, no, we'll good. we'll definitely dive we'll into that. that. But I want to start since Amanda, this is your first time on the show. I want to know what was your introduction to Sex and the City. What do you first remember about the show? How did you find it? Well, <clears throat> Sopranos ended. Yes, and <laughs> yes. I was like. Ah, I got this HBO subscription. Yes. Be, I, solely my roommate, Sarah Parga, and I were huge Soprano fans. And we got the subscription together, and it ended. And I was like, what do I do with my life? Yeah. yeah. All right, sex in the city. Yeah. I'll try you I'll on for size. Maybe you yeah. won't be as badass. Yeah, yeah but... I was like, there's not enough blood or, you know, mafia hits, but yeah. fine. I'll, I'll, I'll try it on. And yeah. I've heard good things from friends, and... You know, I always balance between, again, like Sopranos is a thing I like, but I feel like my my taste is across the board. I like all genres and all different things. And, you know, that 13-year-old in me was like, oh, sex stuff, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like yes. I only wanted to know about that. And what drew me in was that it was there. Mm-hmm. And then what kept me was that it was intriguing to hear these things people talk about. It was like, whoa, like, you know, it's I would see sexual things in movies and stuff, but it didn't feel as realistic as 
And this is like, you know, obviously characterized and right. blown up big, but you hear about things that you, like, I was like, oh, I never really knew about that thing. Yeah. Yep. Alec has related it before on this podcast to the HBO documentary series, uh, um, Real Sex. Oh, yeah. Or, like, mm-hmm. Taxi Cab Confessions. Yes. So like, I this totally is the tried fictionalized to take that version stuff. of that. Yes. Yeah. And that was, yeah, this is, like, like all the stage snuck play those. of that thing. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, crazy. well, yes. it's a thing that we all relate to. It's like seeing Trey's impotence. I go, oh, God, thank God it's not just me. Oh. You know, <laughs> Yeah. So it is. No, it, it's really. nice in that way too. But w- this episode's a lot of fun. Have, have you ever been to New York? You ever lived in New York? Uh, I've been a couple times. Okay. So okay. Uh, do you I, feel like the, it's an accurate representation to I, you? I of would your say. Time there? Um, you know, I was young when I went for the first time. Yeah. So uh, it didn't feel the same. I went recently as an adult, mm-hmm. and I could definitely see it. This city, it definitely has a very different vibe than LA, and mm-hmm. I lived in LA my whole life so mm-hmm. it it I think it's that fun side and obviously it's showy it's like yeah. the Broadway side of New York or whatever mm-hmm. so I don't know what dating in New York would be like if it's as half as terrible as LA <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that it I'm is sympathetic to all I mean I you see it on this and all the different dating but you do relate to like human interaction and people and yeah I think with these ladies, they're dealing with people all the time. So their stories aren't just with their dates or their sexual sexual excursions. Mm-hmm. It's also with just people in yeah. general being cramped in the city and having yes. to deal with each other, which is like very much like L.A., but you're in a car. Well, yeah. I feel like this is a great episode to have you on for because this is genuinely a very fun episode. Yeah. We had just gone through, just to sort of catch you up a yeah, little yeah. bit, we had just gone through a, a bunch of very serious, Carrie Ooh. was cheating on Aiden with uh, Big, so and it was like stuff, so hard to watch, stuff. and they were breaking up, and they went to LA for her to escape everything that had happened to her, but I, to me, this is the bread and butter of Sex in the City. Carrie's single, uh, Miranda's single, Samantha's single, they're all getting to have fun. We're getting to do the sort of Seinfeldian thing of like each episode is a different sort of um, neurosis they're dealing with. And this one, the, I, I love the theme of this episode, which is sort of like childhood and adolescence and coming of age and yeah. growing up. And, and, and how, how much we really escape that stuff, even if we're 34. Like, I love how you commented. Miranda said something about being 34. You were like, 34? <laughs> I'm almost there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it feels like they're so much older, but. Yeah. yeah. So let's, why don't we, why don't we start with a, with kind of a fluffy one, which is Miranda's storyline. Mm. Um, so Miranda, she, uh, the ladies all meet at this new New York brunch spot, which is like a total this is classic sex in the city they're either meeting at some sort of club that just opened it's something something new and trendy uh carrie calls it in her voice over haute cafeteria cuisine (laughs) right my nightmare is going to a restaurant where i have to carry a tray no have you been to lemonade i have not have you been to lemonade amanda my stepmom is assistant manager at the company so yes i have been there Okay, Girl, I never. That I never <laughs> That's why I don't ever go beach. there because it's expensive. However, it's a little expensive. Um, it is one of my favorite places to eat. It's and delicious. That, I feel like lemonade is haute cafeteria cuisine. It's not like Did pretentious. You carry but a tra- a you tray? do. You have a tray. You just go along because it's cafeteria style where they like scoop stuff out, but it's like deli. And, but don't and let it confuse you because you will spend thirty dollars. Yeah, 
I gotta go like but, small but it's gonna be delicious. Yeah, it's really good. And you're gonna get a little bit of everything that you want and it's gonna be amazing and the macaroni and cheese is amazing and everything is amazing. Did you guys when you were in high school, did you eat cafeteria food? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, like, our cafeteria was very different. Like, there was, like, an outside window, so you could just go up to that window. And okay, then, so you oh. grew up in California. Yeah, LA. So, like, we grew up, like, our cafeteria, I mean, there was an outside section. I say this, like, Alec and I went to high school together, which we didn't, but we grew up in North Carolina where yeah. there's a lot of rain and sometimes snow, and so uh, most of the cafeteria eating went on inside for me, but... Right. Um, the other day I was just, this is a little different, but I was just fa- um, fantasizing about the Mexican pizza <laughs> at school. So we had, you know, every day of the week was different. Yeah. And look, thinking back on like envisioning the imagery of this Mexican pizza in my head right now, I realize that it's disgusting. It looks like vomit <laughs> poop, but um, it was delicious. And it was because they had regular pizza that was like, um, you know, a really bland crust with, um, you know, a marinara sauce and, and like mozzarella cheese on top. But then the Mexican pizza was like a yellower cheese. <laughs> With like sausage bits, it had some flavor, and it was a different shape. <laughs> yeah. It was like an octagon, whereas okay. the regular pizza was like a rectangle. <laughs> yeah, the, um... But I was just thinking about how delicious that was, and I used to eat that shit all through high school. What? Even sometimes when we had Papa John's, you could pay two dollars for a slice of pizza. I would go buy the Mexican pizza. For yeah, school. No, just I have curious, those too. what was the Michelin star rating of your cafeteria? It was seventeen. Okay, great. It just blew no, everything else out of <laughs> yeah. the water. Um, so it was disgusting, but it was nostalgia. I have the same thing, but with the hash brown. Egg pocket thing from middle mm. school. It was hash brown filled with egg and cheese. You just said hash brown. It made me want some waffle house. <laughs> yeah. What? So the ladies are are at this um, hot cafeteria joint where oh. they all they got their trays full and of everybody's delicious feeling food like a little. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, none they, of them take a bite, which they usually do. After meeting her new client, Samantha met Charlotte, Miranda, and me for the latest trend in Manhattan power lunching: hot cafeteria cuisine. Coming in for a landing, sister? Sorry. Cute guy. I thought he was checking me out for a second. Yeah. Hey, <gasps> stop double Oh, he's a cutie, all right. Yes, definitely looking. <laughs> looking at you guys, looking at him like I asked you not to. Take your tray over there. What? No. Absolutely, why not? Because this isn't PS 147. We're adults now. She's married, for Christ's sake. We have to at least pretend to know better. So, I finally went to the doctor about my headaches. Still looking. <laughs> Which you're not helping. Thanks, because I've been trying to diagnose myself on the internet. You can do that? Sure. You just type in your symptoms, hit enter, and wait for the word cancer to appear on the screen. Anyway, turns out I'm a tongue thruster. Now, see, if you were a man, that would be a good thing. My tongue pushes up against my front teeth, so my bite is all off. My dentist thinks I have TMJ. Come on, you have to do something. I am. I'm going to the orthodontist tomorrow. No, I mean, he's really cute. She could write him a note. (laughs) Even cuter. You guys, I'm not writing him a note. Dear Mr. Cutie Cute. You did not just write that. No, just your phone number. I am not giving you my phone number. Oh, relax, TMJ. You don't have to. I'll do it for you. Harry? Harry? Go, girl. Oh, my God. Sorry to bother you, but my friend Miranda over there, she thinks you're kind of cute. Please tell your friend Miranda to 
Call me. So they're just sort of in that teenage mode, and they're flirtatious, and there's a guy looking at Miranda, and Miranda sees it, and Carrie, uh, she is very mischievous or mischievous. It makes sense, because she's dressed like a gypsy, I'm pretty sure, in this scene. Under some kind of Chanel spell. Uh, it's definitely that 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 garish looking outfit is definitely Chanel because you can see the the, the emblem on the yeah, but emblem. good God Almighty it's one of the most hideous it's outfits. It's pretty bad. It's, it's and awful. she's got the bright blue bandana. Yeah. Like what? Every it's like one the of her outfits is so three colorful. What not to wear? Like the it beginning is. of an episode. Yes. Is but you know what I love about Carrie is she's always willing to do. She she'll wear that stuff. She'll go. I don't care what you think. I'm fabulous. She yeah, does own it. She kind of is. She, yeah, does, she does, own it. does own it. She doesn't give a shit. Which no. Yeah. That, that makes it okay. It's refreshing. So, yeah, it's like, fine. Good. Yeah. So Carrie's being all flirtatious, and she's enjoying that this guy across the restaurant is flirting with Miranda, but Miranda's too shy and embarrassed. And she's also trying to have an adult conversation, yes. Alec, about her tongue thrusting yes and about her dental emergency yes she's got a dental problem uh which is that she thrusts her tongue and mm. uh well let's get back Sounds to that sexy. because carrie uh being mischievous mischievous not mischievous that's not a word it's mischievous not how it's spelled. <laughs> uh Writes down Miranda's number and gives it to cute guy number three. He's actually so cute. He's pretty cute. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot. A lot of the guys on Sex and City, a lot of the, the guest stars are just kind of like, meh. Yeah, they left some wanting. But yeah. this yeah. guy, and I, you said out loud, Amanda, what I was thinking, which was he kind of sounds and has the energy of Steve. <laughs> he's exactly and Steve. I think it's just I'm yearning yeah. for Steve, but he's like... She's like, my friend Miranda over there. Well, tell your friend Miranda. Miranda, Miranda. yeah. yeah and, the way he said and it's it. like, eee! Yeah, it's he's wonderfully forgettable he in a is. way that I couldn't pick him out in a, of a lineup of one. Probably kind of thing, not. He was know? cute. <laughs> lineup of face. one. Yeah, but um, so so Carrie just in in her very cute like SJP way so walks cute. over, gives gives the guy Miranda's number, which he glad happily accepts, uh, and um, fast forward to Miranda due to her tongue thrusting issue. Has to get braces. Ugh, oh, humanity. At 34. I mean, who had braces here? I'm I raising braces. my hand. I did not. I Amanda, did. you don't know. <laughs> you don't sure know don't the understand. pain. Not even, not the physical pain. I don't care about the physical pain. I cared about. The I'm, mental anguish. Let's talk no, about this for Physical a was worse. Okay, everyone I knew had braces anyway, and it was fine. Plus, I had really jacked up teeth. I can show you pictures. Um, I don't know if you, you've probably seen them. I've seen my you with braces. Not... I haven't seen, I don't know that <sighs> I've seen what your teeth <sighs> look like before. I didn't have a good, it was not a good situation. I was actually... I never felt more beautiful my whole life than I did when I got braces for the first time because like pretty pretty quickly within the first couple of months they kind of got mostly straight and the rest of it was all refining it and so I felt super cool plus everyone else I knew had braces and everyone was all about like we're gonna put like oh I've got the blue rubber bands yeah the bands yeah the colors so I felt great having braces um but those adjustments like once a month I'd go into the orthodontist to get them tightened and within about six hours and for the next, like, 24, I couldn't... My mom would make me scrambled eggs to, for dinner to try to, like, be the softest food ever. And even eating scrambled eggs and trying to, like, lightly chew them, if my teeth would, like, like touch just the <laughs> little kiss uh, right in the middle, nope. it would radiate pain through my entire jaw. Like, I would just sit 
quietly and just silent tears streaming down my face. And my mom would be like, what do you want? Do you want to watch Buffy? And I'd be like, uh-huh. And we'd pop in a VHS of Buffy, Buffy and I taped. Okay. Let me tell you. I, I mean, that was my experience. Alec? You won't find a picture of me with braces. I hated them so much. Braces. No, you haven't. You won't find one. Maybe <laughs> I'm next You won't find one of me, like, grinning. Hiding I. I was a person who never wanted people to think of me as like a guy who had braces. So I hit it and I played trumpet. And there's nothing worse than playing trumpet and having braces because literally the the way you use it. Exactly. The way you play a trumpet is to press against your teeth. Oh. A terrible, terrible experience. But it's all fine now. I still have a. Like a little uh, connector. You do on the, on the of inside of your bottom teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, from my experience. But I, you know, I'm glad I had braces. But... No, I know. Thank you, parents. Shout out to your parents for paying yeah, for this. Yeah, totally. Because it's um, so expensive. My dad never. My brother had braces, and I don't think a day went by where he's like, "Your braces." <laughs> you know, like he's like, you "Better be thankful for that shit." Yeah, we're not eating tonight because of his braces. I'm like, what the hell, yeah. Jesse? Your brother's got like a like a total complex yeah. now. Or it's the, the the he had to borrow from his parents to pay for him. his son's yes. braces. Is that yes. sort of expense. Yes. But yeah, I, I've never experienced that, but I, al- I always felt for my friends that did have it because you couldn't fucking eat Cheetos. Mm-hmm. They didn't, Cheetos? It was tough. Nope. nope. Like this and, and oranges. They'd be like, here's an orange slice after a soccer game. Yep. They'd be like, I really want to, but no thanks. It'd be a t- the it was first tough. thing I ate when I could have solid food after getting my braces was a hot Krispy Kreme donut. Whoa. Come on. Come on. I didn't even know that was a thing. A hot Krispy Kreme donut? I mean, yes, but like oh, yeah. straight from the oven, basically. Oh my I feel God. Like I'm going to take get them at the you. Store. You got to go to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, when you go to one of their and brick and mortar locations, you uh, watch them, you watch the glaze pour over, and then they just pull oh it right off God. the thing, and you get. They, oh, that's why they have a sign body in chills. their window that says hot and ready. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's yeah. right. Little Caesars. That's right. Exactly. Same, Little so Caesars very, stole just it. Just put one of those donuts right on top of a slice of pizza and eat it. That's what I want right now. Yeah. So. Miranda gets braces to solve her tongue thrusting problem. She goes out. Which on a date um, with can we talk guy. about the science behind that or I'm like not, the medical? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not convinced I'm not sh- that yeah. tongue sure. thrusting well, versus a thing. The only no. reason Second, I believe braces it, would help it. Yeah. No. The only reason I believe it is I'm a dental creationist. Oh, so okay, I believe well. that your teeth are only six thousand years old. <laughs> and that there, that, that, yeah. There were no dinosaurs, or there were dinosaurs yes. when you got braces. There were. No. Well, dinosaurs coexisted with braces. Everyone knows that dinosaurs you, had braces. You never had baby teeth. That's what <laughs> dental creationists right. believe. Is that baby teeth aren't a thing. No, God I actually have a baby tooth. Your face. Still, you do. <gasps> uh-huh. That's a baby That's tooth. See, it's a canine. Cool. Oh. That's a, really it's genetic cool. disorder. That's why I have this gap. Oh my god! I never That's needed so braces cool. because my teeth were like pretty straight, except for that gap. And then the yeah. dentist was like. We could take your baby tooth, and I was like, "Don't take my baby tooth," because right, then what would you do? Well, like you're, they would pull down the tooth above it, but my baby Why tooth goes through that. Yeah, so I just Does got your a little, baby little tooth, tooth. Like, have a, a complex. Tooth. Amazing. No, it, it. Well, yeah, it wants to be a cop yeah. and now, a security guard. I was reading on the internet <laughs> that you could get like a a hydraulic like implant in your baby teeth that would make your baby teeth hard. That was yeah. me trying to relate it to Charlotte's storyline. It didn't. <laughs> yeah, erectile. I, I appreciate that. That's okay. <laughs> so Miranda, she's got braces now. Yeah. She goes out on a date with a handsome Oof. cafeteria. This is literally man. my nightmare. And uh, just right, 
right at the top of their day. She's she's so finally feeling confident. Yeah. She's getting out of the world. She's going, you know what? Who cares? Who cares that I have braces? I'm a confident woman. I have a partner in my law firm. I'm going to dinner. And she, and she looks cute as shit. Like her outfit for Miranda is actually cute. Absolutely. Yes, she's it's very cute. Brushing a little <laughs> olive tapenade or whatever on her bread. And she's like, I'm just going to, mm, I'm listening to you. Mm-hmm. And she takes that bite of bread yeah. and then disaster. And then it's yeah. like poopy mouth. Poop yeah, mouth. she's got <laughs> that it's shit is all up in all those braces. Up in those braces. It's, it's funny though. Another just question. Yeah. Was she smashing it against her braces? Because don't you eat like this? I never had that issue with food in my braces. Like it wasn't that big like a deal. Food goes past. Yes. And you chew here. Yeah. Yes. I this will, is what they're exaggerating food, for comedic When effect. I eat food, I like to smash it against my <laughs> teeth say, so that they all sort of grind get, down. Yeah, you know, do you know what the umami flavor is? It's the completeness you only, yeah. of flavor. You can only absorb that if it gets on yeah. every square inch of all of your teeth at once. Yeah. Is that the It's rule? like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, some people drink with a straw, but I want to make sure that my teeth are equally decayed <laughs> by the soda Alec that I drink. Alec drinks with a straw, but he pulls it toward, he pulls the coffee toward every one of his yeah. teeth. He wants them to be yellow evenly. Yeah, so, evenly yellow. No, that's, that, that's a point. It's important. So it's funny that it even gets caught in her braces, but it's horrific like it's yeah. horrible looking and it's my nightmare even if i have like the smallest seed mm-hmm. i always yell at my boyfriend i'm like matthew why didn't you tell me he's like i didn't fucking see it and i'm like yeah see them all why you know i know you know what i'm actually a person that will tell somebody and that's what i like about this date he was yeah. like you got something i he wasn't all like up in there. i hate you Look, or, i intellectually yeah. appreciate that but i'm so prideful that when i have something like stuck in my teeth and someone tell like if you told me because you were we're good friends, it would be fine. But when a stranger tells me, I get so irrationally defensive <laughs> because I don't like, yeah. I don't like someone I put it there for a reason, flaws. bitch. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. I'm sorry, I'm trying to listen to a podcast. Like, thanks for interrupting me. I don't say that to them, but I do flush completely red. Oh, no. It's mortifying. Oh, no. Yeah. So if the I ever have something is, in my teeth, you definitely tell me. Anyone listening to this, don't fucking tell me. The thing about <laughs> I don't want to know. It's so bad. What what's in Miranda's braces is so bad that it's a straight up like excavation. She'd definitely have to go to the bathroom to Deep fix dive. it. Like I mean, that's, well, that's like a mouthwasher. That's probably like a whole yeah. That's I like think a, you need specialized bad. tools on that. You shit. need a power washer. Yeah, yeah no, that's definitely a like a water pick. pick yeah, yeah, situation. She has to go to like a, a local hours. like car wash and use like the really strong <laughs> like water nozzle to get that Again, shit yeah. out. But let's so. talk about what her date says. He's like, what's it like to kiss with those things so what's it like to uh kiss somebody with those things the doctor said it should be fine but a blowjob's out of the question right <laughs> oh i was kidding that was that, that was a joke i'm sorry and she's like, doctor says it should be fine and he's like but blowjobs are out of the question right <laughs> right hey, guess what Let's not put the cart before the horse, you big old walking penis. Yeah, I like that it went from kiss to blowjob. What yeah. happened to handies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think Miranda was that... That's a good point. Yeah. I don't think Miranda was that offended, though, because she's just talking to Carrie about it, and she's like, but you know what? I get it. It's crazy. But, well, I like how serious the conversation was, because he was clearly joking. Yeah, it was he, a joke. He, he was, he was, he was like, how about blowjobs? Oh, shit, I'm embarrassed because I kind of went too blue. He did. He goes, I'm yeah. really... He goes, I'm, it was a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. really like that guy. I feel like in an alternate 
yeah. like universe. They, they would have been really good together. together. Like honestly, yeah, like save those blue jokes for Nickelodeon. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? That's where they That's belong. That's what Papa Viacom actually. Yeah. Wants, so That's don't correct. worry. So um. <laughs> yeah. So she. So whatever. It's fine. It's a little bit embarrassing. That's fine. But the, but the thing that really caps it off for Miranda is uh, they're they're all at uh, at lunch. Uh, Miranda, Carrie, and Samantha, and um, Samantha's dealing with these crazy 13-year-olds that, that we'll get to. And one of these young girls Aww. has braces as well. And Miranda thinks that they have the same braces. They do not. They then. don't. She I'm says, sure. oh my gosh, are your braces blue? She goes, they're sapphire. I'm sorry, are your braces blue? <sighs> no, they're sapphire. Oh my God, look. You have the old-fashioned kind. I didn't even know they made those anymore. Yeah. yeah. She reminds me, that actress reminds me of the actress who plays Jan in the Brady Bunch movie. I was at her voice. Oh, it's yeah. her She's voice like, oh similar. my God, George Glass. Yeah. That's what it <laughs> yeah. like. That's like, a very funny reference like, that, of course, only she, people who were all born in 84. Yeah. She's like, she's like you, yes, that's right. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, you have the old-fashioned kind. Yeah, yeah. she calls her old-fashioned, which is like, Bitch, all braces be the same. Like, yeah. you're gonna be like, your yeah. wheelchair has a weird, you know, part. Like, shut up. <laughs> I do know that, from what I understand, or, or, like, early OG braces were, like, really uncomfortable and really kind of, like, rickety and very Talking Forrest Gump leg braces. I get totally. that. Yeah. Yes. So I get that they're a little more. But, like, also, she's a grown-ass fucking woman. Why didn't she get the up-to-date? I, I want to know. She's, she's a, a lawyer. lawyer. She's a lawyer. She yeah. has the money. They would have like, said, well, maybe this the is the thing you don't the skimp on. She was like, number one. Yeah, I'll go with yeah. one. You don't want the upgrade? Mm, just give me one. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? Miranda? How frugal are you being Also, Invisalign. Yes. Maybe it didn't exist yet. But clear, clear braces did. You didn't have to get fucking blue. I mean, I'm sure they did it for the point of this. I'll go off on a tangent for a second and say that clear braces, I think, are worse than colored braces. Because they just like you look like you have dirty hundred percent. I always thought clear braces looked terrifying and disgusting. Yeah. You'd rather, like, if it's going to stand out, let it really stand out. Let's go for pink or green. Do you have, like, weird, like, (laughs) structured tumors on all of your teeth? Like, you're really, someone's just going to look at you and go, wow, look at those interesting teeth. No, they're going to go, you have weird braces. I also think. braces that are metal. Yeah. Kevin, I want to commend you because I think you might have just said a completely original (laughs) sentence that no one's ever said in humanity, which Uh is tumor teeth. Tumor teeth. Tumor teeth. Tooth teeth. You have a tumor on your teeth. Tooth. Yeah, it's in my band. It's my new band. And it's not a tumor. It's so not a tumor. This thirteen-year-old girl who sounds like Jan Brady. <laughs> she does. Shames she, Miranda yeah, enough into a thirty-four-year-old woman. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not right. I fucked up. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she shames Miranda, but that's not the end of the story. Oh, uh. Uh-uh. Then Miranda's at work. Being a successful lawyer. Oh, She's talking about sucks. subsidiaries, corporate subsidiaries. She's Whether going. this subsidiary is wholly owned? To pierce the corporate veil, the courts generally look at five factors. Whether the subsidiary is wholly owned or... The 13-year-old girl inside Miranda wanted to disappear. But the 34-year-old woman who was a partner in this law firm decided she wasn't going anywhere. You think that I'm funny, gentlemen? You think the fact that I have braces is hilarious? Well, let's just all take a moment and have a good laugh, shall we? Let's just get it out of our system so we can go back to work like adults. Hobbs, we were just laughing at the typo on page three. 
Miranda decided that TMJ was a lot less painful than a second adolescence. The next day, she had her braces removed and resumed her life as a 34-year-old tongue thruster. And they're That's referencing... And there's two guys snorting. They're referencing some sort of paperwork. There's a typo, yeah. And it's a typo, and she thinks that... They're laughing at her, and yeah. we've all been there. Yeah. Like, when he's yeah. snickering at I was like, not even you. And it's so much more embarrassing. It's so yeah. much more Because you're like, you're not even that important. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. But that's why I was like, foot and mouth girl. Like, it is. It's your, it's her mm-hmm. chip. And I think she realized it was her chip on she her She did. Toilet. She did. And in which case, she probably should have just kept the braces and gotten her teeth fixed the way that she was on the track to. But I think this is a good lesson we can all take from this scene and this moment and this storyline, which is that... Um, the world isn't really, isn't staring at you. Like, whatever you're self-conscious about, and I, this is me, like, I am preaching to my own, like, I need to hear this badly, but, like, you know, we all get self-conscious, but you're walking down the street and you're thinking, like, oh, that person looked at me because, you know, they think of the... No, they're all too wrapped up in their own shit. They're laughing at the typo on page 34. They don't, you know, yeah, no one's, no one's looking at you wanting you to fail. Everyone, there there was a piece of advice given to me a long time ago, which is think about the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you. You remember that nobody else does. Nobody else remembers. Absolutely. And And I remember every word I say that's embarrassing. (laughs) Though I would like like everyone just to note that I do actively try to remember other embarrassing things people do. Just to make that quote not true. No, it helps. I keep track of it. Is there something I've done? Oh, wait. I know what it is. I know tons of embarrassing things that you've done. Yes, you do. Which Alec always reminds me when we first started dating when we were in college. This was like 12 years ago. She fell up the stairs. I already know what she's going to say. I fell up the stairs. I only fall upstairs. Well, I mean, this is the thing. It's like everyone falls downstairs, but like I, I I'll admit it. it. I was wearing Uggs. Yeah. I owned one pair of Uggs and we were, we were this juniors in, high, yeah. in college. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this was a good, this is a good, this was 10 years ago. Yeah. So anyway, yes, we were together on our way to and to or from a class and I just face planted on going <laughs> up exactly the stairs. I know exactly where we were. Where were we? We were in the student union going from the basement floor oh, to the God, top Oh God, I remember. Level. And he's <laughs> never let me forget it. And you know what? That's not an Alec thing to do. He's very, he's very supportive and very sweet. But every, probably once a year, I'll get a reminder. <laughs> anniversary yeah. he's, he's of the like, stairfall. He's like, yeah. it's, oh, and shit. it's usually when I do it again. When I like trip a little, he's like, wow, you, uh, nothing much has changed, has yeah. it? And I'm yeah. like, God damn it. I'm not, I'm not prideful at all, but I married a woman who's very prideful. Incredibly prideful Very I am. prideful. <laughs> like, it's her downfall. Like, of all her, <laughs> your defect, your Pride is her. That's really funny. I would never have guessed that. Knowing you as long as I've known you, I would never guess that about you. But you're not like that with me personally. No. So I, no, but I'm not. I also don't pick at your pride shit. Like I would mm. never pick at anything like yeah. a partner would, you know. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's it's it 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 presents itself in interesting ways. I mean, a lot of it is like you know, it's just some some of it is as as inconsequential as like if I have something stuck in my teeth, I'd rather walk around all day with no one pointing it out to me and then see it when I get home and go, "Well, whatever, that was that day and just like go to sleep and forget about it." That's- um it's insane to a lot of people, but no, to no, me, no. That, but it's not. I don't feel like it's insane. It's just the exact opposite totally of how I am. I was like, "Well, the fuck, let me fucking tell me. Why don't somebody fucking tell me?" I was Absolutely. like, "Do I have no friends in the world? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's I feel like I'm fucking alone here. Like, right. or do you not care? Like, yeah. do you not care for my well being? Yeah. yeah, you know, I go talk to the president of my company and I have shit in my tooth. And you're not I know. Tell, you know, I'm but, also, but I'm also that person who if I if I if I like trip in public. 
Unless a bone is coming out of my arm because <laughs> I've fallen, I want everyone to pretend like nothing happened. And I give the same courtesy to everyone around me. I walk, I pretend, I pretend like I don't see anything unless someone's sincerely hurt. I do not say, whoa, you okay? Because right. I know how embarrassing that is to fall down. I get it. That's just, um, that's just no, me. No, I get it. I oh. Are you okay? That shit, that is so embarrassing. No, no one saw it. Now all night more, I'm going to be noticed that girl who fell on her butt. I know, I know. Wow, are you okay? That looked really bad. Yeah, thanks. Speaking of embarrassing, let's talk about Trey oh. and Charlotte. This is a rough one. This oh, is a rough one. This is a very common one, though, line. too. Let's it's just say it's very common. common. It is It common. happens to a, a lot of people. Yeah. But Trey is not willing to tackle this problem. Trey's a fuck about it. I'm sorry. But yeah, if you're getting down bone in town with your wife, then yeah. there's something wrong. It's I, I feel sad. like the, what's the one thing we got in our partner besides all the soul and love and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah? You have to fucking have sex with that person. And that's, that's right. what monogamy is. That's right. You know? that's right. It's getting to have that person it's who knows your jibblies and jubblies. And you well, get to get down, you know? The less, it's just this, the get down. This is an important storyline, so let's try to rise to the occasion. Oh, um, or not. Just don't. Yeah. Or just don't. And so, choose to avoid. And choose to never talk about it. This is this has been this has been a storyline for quite some time on the show at this point in this episode. If you'll we, remember. We, we you know, see, you've watched the series. I do story, know his yes. downfall. Yeah. That's, That's right. Exactly. You, did, so, you said it. <laughs> on their wedding day, she already knew that he had problems. Then they went on Charlotte's their honeymoon. Beautiful. She's absolutely Oh my god, gorgeous. I'd fuck her. Yeah. yeah. I'm fucking her. Yeah. Right now? Oh my god, yeah. congratulations. You guys didn't see it under this blanket here, but it's incredible. there. It's incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so... Trey, uh, they, they, Trey has been avoiding the subject. On their honeymoon, they didn't have sex. This is, this is very upsetting you to know. Charlotte. And she just wants, and Charlotte is a very type A person who sees a problem and wants to fix it. Let's, let's this is, troubleshoot, she this says. Is, yeah, yeah, like, um, this is a problem in their relationship that she wants to address. I think it'd be, I think that she would put the same amount of effort and care into it if it was like about finances or something. Absolutely. It's it's not that it's specific to sex. It's just that part of Charlotte's inherent personality is trying to make everything work if she can. And this is a part of the relationship that doesn't work and she wants to fix it. I think one of the most beautiful things about Charlotte's relationship with Trey, and I may have said this before, but... Uh, is that, you know, as much as Charlotte is, um, ostensibly per- seems to be the prude of the group, even though she sleeps with, like, as many men as Samantha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's so romantic, and she's so she's so about the romance and the charm. Um, at the end of the day, though, when it comes down to it, she, of all people, Charlotte, the uh, innocent one, I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now, is she discovers through this problem with Trey that, like, sex is actually very, very important to her. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, but, well, it's like connection, you yeah, know? Again, I think for her connecting and being present with her person, like your guy is so important for her. It's like the sort of validation, probably probably to yeah. a fault, totally. yeah. you know, in a way, like that sort of validating the commencement of their relationship and this is what they do together to connect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. She would like to have sex and like then go over like a shopping list. Like totally. that's absolutely that's her She's like, well, we did that. That was amazing. Now, so let's look at the grocery store. store. Yeah, yes. exactly. So Charlotte get you know, uh, Charlotte gets from Miranda 
because of Miranda's tongue thrusting problem that you can diagnose problems on the internet. AOL. AOL. AOL News and AOL Yeah, Blast from the past. I still have an AOL account. What? Until a couple years ago, my work still used AOL Instant Messenger, so I still have my Instant Messenger. Yeah, I do too with my brother. What was your first AOL name? Uh, Moogle six three six. Moogle is a Final Fantasy reference. Okay. Wow. Great. Yes. So and then now it's XOXO six three six. If anyone wants that to email me, dirty. It does. And for me, I thought it was cute as a twelve year old. But sure. uh-huh. um, it's definitely like way more uh-huh. like a spam porn mail. Yeah, it turns me on. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple. Charlotte too. She, that's, that's how I. Grew. <laughs> My first AOL name was Toaster Cat. Um. Awesome. <laughs> My second AOL name, you're not even going to believe that I got this. This is how long ago I got it. This was like mid-90s, okay? Michael Jackson. <laughs> Paul McCartney. No, shut up! I made a guess. That and, was and actually kind is, of close. Yeah. Very close. And the <laughs> thing really was like, I wish I could remember the password or whatever, because yeah. I'd love to still have it. Do you know people incredible. totally have, make a living off of buying domain names? Yeah. Like somebody, like somebody watched for Google to go expire That's and right. was like on it and got paid like $3 million. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's a genius well thing. Done. He's so smart well and, and just they such win. a like, I, I feel miserly like, they win. like job. But hey, if you can be yeah. enterprising about it and make it happen, then more power to yeah. you. Yeah. I'm very yeah. pissed at all the Amanda McCann's in the world that got to Gmail before <gasps> I did. I keep thinking like, because I, I don't want to say my email, but I <laughs> wanted to get alecwells at gmail.com. Yeah. But somebody already got it. But I, I occasionally think of emailing that person and being like, I'd buy it from you. I'm realizing, like, because I, I haven't officially legally changed my name yet, but, like, uh, you know, on, on social areas, I, I have... And I used to have a really unique last name, and now getting married yeah, and taking a, your last name. Sorry. I, when I when I Boring. got my website, <laughs> I was like, "Oh wait, like I can't get catwells.com because of course someone else has right, that. Because right. Wells is a really much more common last name than my former last name. So, um, fuck you. Well, yes. Charlotte <laughs> is probably not feeling the same way because her last name is McDougal. McDougal. So she signs McDougal. on to AOL. Charlotte York McDougal. And she finds <laughs> that there is a very elaborate and terrifying looking and invasive procedure. See, to me, it just looks interesting. To you, of course, it's terrifying because it, you got it goes one of those. Your it's penis. a giant metal <laughs> cylinder. Yeah. That takes up most of the real estate of yeah. a penis to allow it to, to get engorge yeah. or get erect. Yeah. Um, and so Charlotte finds this on the internet. She prints it out and she presents it to Trey. She does. Trey, surprisingly, doesn't <laughs> get into it. No, he's, he's <laughs> horrified by the picture. He's embarrassed. Yeah. He's like, good God, what are you showing me? Yeah. <laughs> but like, at this point, I would like to say... He avoids it to a fault. Like, yes. I think if it's my problem, mm-hmm. baby, what can I do? Yes. Can yeah. I boys don't cry it? Can I yep. fake a penis? What yep. do you want I'm going to be do? right in there. Yep. Strap like on. it's my penis, but I'm going to get in there. To you. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. you can experience that. Right? Can we I feel try like that's fisting? Your op- is yes. that a thing you would like, Charlotte? Probably yeah. not. Nobody likes probably that. Probably not. Yeah. Likes but that. lots of people. But, I know. <laughs> but sh- probably not Charlotte. Probably not Charlotte. But he at least like anal she does. She likes analing. That's her favorite thing. <laughs> it's her favorite thing. So, <laughs> so she's a 
same human <laughs> that's had it. Anybody who doesn't like it hasn't had it. She's an American. You should try it. Don't knock until you Anyways, try it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, she's all American, and so she is Angelina. So is every inch of her. So anus. is chocolate. Every inch of her chocolate starfish <laughs> and the hot dog flavored Third water. water. <laughs> Eighty-four. Uh, so, uh, so Charlotte, she presents this like mechanical penis pump electronic sort of you're more machine now than man <laughs> twisted and evil kind of thing to Trey. Yeah. And uh, he, he shuts it down and I'm he says surgeon. to her, I'm a serious surgeon. I guess I'm not that sexual. I'm not that person. sexual a person. You're just going to have to accept that I'm not that sexual a person. What an a-hole. Yeah. That's an a-hole thing to say. I mean, and you know, also a kind yes. of, excuse me? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, into a yawn. What is it, buddy? Trickster. Um, just shouting. I I also think um, not only like we want to say like asshole, but also like shame on both of them for not. This is the kind of thing. It's like when on Charlotte's the night before Charlotte's wedding that Samantha said. You take the before you buy the car, you take it for a test drive. You don't marry someone for life without being sure that, like, their penis will go inside of your vagina, if that's your prerogative. Rebecca like, into Schooner, Rebecca but yes, Schooner. I'm still following. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay. it's like yes, it's a, it's kind of a dick move for him to be like, I'm not that sexual, but also, you know, that's something Limp that should have been Limp dick the, dick, the non-dick move. <laughs> that's something that should have been addressed before marriage, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I both say, of you. Yeah, because there had to have been, and I think it happens in the series, but like, according Yes. The thing is, Charlotte's a romantic. Charlotte will make she things work. Will. She's a nurse. She, you know, that sort yeah. of like, I will patch things up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'll make it work no yeah. matter what. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, that's like definitely her flaw in that she she doesn't know when things aren't fixable. Mm-hmm. I mean, hence eventually when they're good. <sighs> that's right. That's it's right. True. It's true. But, I knew you that. know, Trey sort of... Um, Pulled one over on Charlotte when he said he wasn't a sexual person oh, because she yeah. finds him. First of all, he didn't go very far. I would like to say that don't they have turned, a big place? They must have right. two bathrooms. He turns the Lock light. It? He turns the light on and leaves the door open like she's not gonna wake up. Animals out. Really? Yeah. Tr- <gasps> if you're really trying to keep it secret, because yeah. he, he turn on the shower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just let's, hello let's or go into the shower. Yeah. Well, let's explain to the audience what she finds. Yes. She wakes up in the middle of the night after their conversation where he says he's not sexual. And she thinks that he's crying in the bathroom because he's making sort of, I guess, grunting noises. Um, Yes, Arthur. Um, (laughs) And uh, he, she opens the door to find him shaking his spear, jerking it, choking (laughs) it, Into the sink. Is that a thing? Into the sink. You know, he's an efficient, clean person. I would say like into the shower. Well, I guess that yeah. you don't have the stand. I, yeah. As long as it's going Whatever, down a drain, I guess. You're fine. Like, but doesn't it's it clog drains? Is that a thing? It it could. It Interesting. Could. Anyway, like, I don't know. I never thought about it. I'm genuinely perplexed. <laughs> I was like, he seems like you know he's a surgeon. He so knows. He like, knows about bodily fluids. No. If, he's, if he says it's okay clean. for the sink, I'm it's probably sure okay. that it's probably yeah. fine. But jerking off to yeah, Jugs magazine, and I understand. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Well, who doesn't like a big jugs? And he says... Yeah. A big jugs. A big jugs. <laughs> he says it's a sexual... It's a tension release. Yeah. It's so not... Nothing he needs to go to sleep. Yeah, it has nothing to do with his wife. I, it's, it, it, it annoys me because he's trying to sweep it under the jug. You know what oh, I mean? Under the jug, right? Oh, under now, it and what over we him. What we alluded to but we, we haven't discussed yet uh, is this beautiful scene. Just, just we'll take <laughs> ratchet it back 
back a couple slow, of notches. Um, but when their first session, because Charlotte and Trey, uh, if we didn't say it before, they decide to go to a relationship slash sex therapist who encourages them to use some non-threatening language surrounding their <laughs> genitals to help them feel a little more comfortable um, with discussing these sensitive topics. And so... Uh, in a, one of my favorite moments in all of Sex and the City, uh, Charlotte and Trey name their, respectively, name their parts Rebecca and Schooner. Mm-hmm. Faced with the idea of having hydraulic cylinders placed in his shaft, Trey decided to pursue the less physically demanding option of couples counseling with a therapist he'd found through his college alumna association. I sense you both having difficulty verbalizing your sexual issues. With some clients, I found it often helps to create your own non-threatening language with which to talk about sex. I'm not sure that I understand. Well, for example, one client rather whimsically dubbed his anus the chocolate starfish. (laughs) Are you quite sure you went to Yale? Charlotte, if you could rename your vagina... Something completely non-sexual, something that didn't feel threatening to yourself or Trey. What would you call it? Rebecca. Rebecca? Why on earth would you... Because it sounds nice, and I've always liked the name. Now you name yours. Oh, this is preposterous. Something with positive associations. Well... Trey loves to sail, don't you, Trey? Yeah, that's true. I do love to sail. So, how about something like canoe? Canoe? Uh, Canoe doesn't go with Rebecca. Well, what then? Uh, well, how about, um, schooner? Schooner's good! Rebecca and schooner. Schooner's good, isn't it? (laughs) Very good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not so canoe. It sets up a, not canoe. It sets up a beautiful um, moment later where where Charlotte says to Trey, "You know, Rebecca and Schooner belong together. Mm-hmm. Like they they need each other." Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's just not. That's when he says, "I'm not that sexual a person." And it's just yeah. it really makes you so sad. Oh, and this just is after her fairy fantasy. She, they're supposed to lay the, oh, as directed I, by the therapist, lay next to each other. Don't touch. But tell each other your fantasies, and her has to do with her being dressed as a fairy in a forest, and him being some sort of prince that. And he, she can I have to shoves, say. And he shoves his schooner deep into her. Rebecca. Deep into her, so I was like, that fairy tale went. Uh, it's I have to say, like, I appreciate her creativity. It I was, it was well, creative. Yeah, it's very Harlequin. It's very romantic Harlequin romance yeah. novel kind of thing. Sure, there's yeah. So Charlotte's <laughs> solution, because the therapist says, "Listen, what we got, what you got to do here." So you got to figure out how to get your sexual routine tray into associate that with your wife somehow with Charlotte, and uh, so what Charlotte does, which is very clever, is she takes that Jugs magazine and she plasters her picture all over it. She cuts the head out. It's not great yeah. photoshopping. Not no, great. I've seen I've seen, I've seen better. better. Work. I've I don't seen better. better. I don't think I've seen worse. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's pretty. It's but pretty terrible. She didn't even try to line up the. The nets. thing is, that's when really you funny. when you search Kristen Davis nude on Google, that's what you see. That's, <laughs> that's what right. you find. It's like her wedding <laughs> no, photo plaster. I wish that were all you saw, but uh, it's not. There's a lot of really hilarious Photoshop if you search any any nude. Have you, Sarah Silverman's oh, ones are amazing. This is, really, this is you should definitely look hers we've up. We've done with uh, with our with our friends before. Um, Sarah Sarah Michelle Gellers are filthy and outrageously hilarious. It's amazing how it's like, like, and I was like, oh, what people have taken <laughs> yeah. the time to do. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, you blend the skin so perfectly. Wow. At the, <laughs> the thing is, like, I have free Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, get into it, I gotta man. Get, I gotta get. You know, you I do a little work. I like to get creative. You're a creative guy. Yeah, you gotta get. Alec it's, Wells it's tension, creative. It's tension relief. Yeah, really. At the end of the day. At the, at the end of the day, so. Uh, so, you know, which is funny that that, um, I would like to say that it's odd to me that she's actually satisfied with that. I guess she just wants to be included. And it's I, I like it. Yes. I think that's it's the key. It's, it's not the end result, but it is one step closer. And if you see the look on Trey's face, he's kind of like shocked, but then he's kind of into it. He's like, Oh, I see what she's doing here. Yeah. And he goes with it, which yeah. gives you kind of some hope for the future. And Charlotte, the prim and proper lady in her upper East side apartment. And she's like in her beautiful bed and she's reading her perfect book and her perfect night clothes. And she hears her husband jerking one off in the, in the bathroom. And she's like, and she has this like really peaceful, like happy, perfect look on her perfect face. Yeah, it's and a it's very a beautiful odd, comedic it's so, comment. It's very funny and just super odd. Like yeah. I would just be like, you know, maybe the next thing is like watch porn together. Yeah, yeah. and try to do it. You Absolutely. know, but like I just think it's funny that she's like, it's fine. I'm she's good. like, this is good, and, and that took a while. Yeah. There were a lot of pictures. Oh, yeah, I want to say. True. Yeah. So she was really dedicated. She was. Well, she was. I expect having... you to do this to all his not magazines. <laughs> I've already nobody done has any more, anyways. I know magazine go to porn, porn. Porn sites. Yeah. yeah just... No, it's it's all the it's all on the internet now. Yeah. So you just need to. What you need to do, ladies, is uh, put your picture just just glue it to the screen of your boyfriends Perfect. and husbands. Uh, computers super, use and super glue on their iPhones. and inevitably yeah. it'll end up lining up with some porn or sometime. It will. It <laughs> yeah. will. He will watch that porn. Yeah, exactly. Well, Catherine, you mentioned hope for the future, and mm, uh, it I made did. me think about um, America's Barack hope Obama? for the future. Cat, uh, uh, I miss him already. Me oh, Cat Dennings. Um, She's Samantha's story for the first time on screen in this episode in Samantha's storyline. Uh, Didn't so, recognize her. I had to yes. ask, which is insane because I like Kat Dennings. But Kat Dennings these days is mainly known for her jugs. She is. So That's it's funny to see her point. as a little adolescent girl that they're not yep. flashing her jugs. In an episode yep. about jugs. In an episode That's about jugs. storyline. It's a very strange thing. Kat Dennings plays a very uh, wealthy uh, and mature for her age, 13-year-old, who's about to have a bat mitzvah, and yes. she wants Samantha to do PR for said bat mitzvah, and she won't ask for anything less. They say that if you've lived in New York for 10 years, you can officially call yourself a New Yorker. But the trained eye can always spot the ones who were born here. I want it all, I want it now, and I want you to get it for me. After firing her last two publicists, Jenny Breyer, the daughter of a wealthy New York restaurateur, had decided that Samantha would be taking over the PR for her upcoming party. I want Vanity Fair, Carson Daly, People, Teen People, and Style, and Sing. Jenny, sweetie, don't take this the wrong way, but 
How old are you? Hello, it's my bat mitzvah party. I'm 13. You're 13 years old? Duh. What are you, like 45? And just like that, the meeting was officially over. I'm sorry. I don't do kids' parties. <laughs> Sweetie. My father has invited over 300 of his most powerful friends to this event. They're not all coming. The Clintons can't make it, of course. But like I told Daddy, we'll be lucky if we can swing this for under a mill. But what do I know? I'm just a kid. We'll never get in sync. And she says to Samantha, what are you, 45? Yeah. And Samantha's like, um, I don't do kids' parties. And she's like, um, my parents are really powerful, and of course the Clintons can't come, but... My dad's gonna drop four mil on this thing. And Samantha like, begrudgingly is like, ugh, damn it, I guess I have to take yeah, this on. Like, <laughs> I can't afford not to. Begrudgingly. Ugh. Yeah, but... What Samantha's so surprised by is how adult both these girls look and speak. We're throwing the curse words around. We're talking about the BJ's the sex, the blowjobs. It's the only the way to get sex. guys to like you. The yeah. handies, huh? Yeah, and Samantha, <laughs> Samantha is like, what? When I was 13, I was slinging dilly bars at the Dairy Queen. What is a dilly remember bar? that direct <laughs> He seemed Alec, my husband yeah. dilly seen bar. this episode dilly bar. probably 27 times. Yeah. That's pretty great. He's um, seen it a lot. Uh, what is a dilly bar? I don't know. I a assume it's bar, an ice cream bar. No, it's a sex move. Um, <laughs> it's a sex move. I envision it I as, a dilly van- bar. as vanilla <laughs> with chocolate or on the outside. The chocolate shell. Yeah, That's I would say like, it's in like, my yeah, like a Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. Bar. Good. That's it after this. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> right. Samantha is like, you know, I was slinging dilly bars. Um, these I didn't girls have people paying for about, stuff. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You would never think of Samantha as somebody who worked her way up. But no, it's but awesome she, to hear that. It's, it's nice. awesome to hear that about her character because she seems a little like you know sort of uppity and, and I yeah. think it, I think it gives some depth to that because you realize that when she like you and I earlier we were talking about the Sex and City movie and yeah. in that movie she like wants to buy that flower ring for herself and it's $50,000 but she's Samantha has 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 built her way up to uh, like fine living and she she is purposely not having have had children she hasn't gotten married she cares about herself and she cares about her quality of life and and damn it she wants the finer things and that you like that's important to her and it's not it doesn't come from a place of like pretension it comes from a place of like she's worked very hard for her money damn it yeah you know and i agree i think it's nice it adds some depth to her character we don't i don't i feel i don't feel like we get really any other glimpses into samantha's character except there's a moment in the episode where they sneak into the like the soho house pool where samantha talks about jumping fences as a kid to get to people's pools <laughs> she's like some latchkey kid yeah. like really? who, you these, know? Are, these are like tiny pieces of information that we have to like hang on to and go like mm-hmm. oh that's where samantha comes from because we don't get a lot of that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i think there is definitely um what i would say about you asked me about new york and how i got the vibe of it i feel like the high society in the youth of new york is definitely like a top-notch brand like i feel like yeah. that like LA's, it would be like the Beverly Hills equivalent. Still spoiled, probably fuck ups. Yeah. The high society in New York, much I I could only equate it to Gossip Girl. I assume they're all or just cruel like that. intentions. Or cruel intentions. They're like these sort of like weirdly mature mm-hmm. kids, and I think mm-hmm. that's the business aspect and the sort of fast and no time for shenanigans. We don't lay out they're on the very beach. Very worldly. We, we go to the Hamptons 
in a dedicated time. We yeah. don't go after school. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like that's an interesting twist on on sort of it that is. New York versus LA yeah. kid youth high society. And you know, there's bombings out here that definitely are ranging that probably millions of dollars range. Mm-hmm. But but the children themselves are much more like children here yeah. than they are there. There's yeah. some sort of like the difference between Meanwhile, them. I was just a redneck kid, like, getting stung <laughs> by jellyfish in the water, <laughs> like, in at Myrtle Beach, like a, like a loser. <laughs> With braces. What a, yeah. what a big old dork face. What an idiot. Oh, I no. had the time of my life, though. <laughs> See? You got to be a child. I and did. that's where... I, yep. I actually love this. This is one of those, like, moments of Samantha, like... You're the voice of reason, yes. and, and yeah. you're Confucius mm-hmm. in this, this is episode. A great like storyline for Samantha. Yes. It's a rare Samantha storyline that doesn't have to do with um, necessarily with sex. I mean, she we don't get to see her glorious tits in this episode, but oh, yeah. which is sad. But you're right. It's like I know maybe, I saw no nudity. I'm very yeah, upset. You have to invite me back. <laughs> you will so come you back. did see Trey's butt. Trey's, Trey's little while well, he's oh that's right it a I was so distracted by all the jerking it's true <laughs> and, the, and barely the talks <laughs> yes but you're right it's like we we reach this point uh, what Amanda's referring to is that is that Samantha realizes when she's talking to these girls um, she overhears them talking about uh, how many how many boys they're gonna fuck at the after party fuck they don't even say fuck. like yeah. do it's like no. fuck I'm like it's hardcore that's grown ass woman and talk and Samantha's like aren't you a little bit young for that kind of talk that's like a like a tinder date it's not ever gonna see ridiculous. you again we're gonna fuck oh, ridiculous yeah. talk. And oh, Samantha yeah. and Samantha realizes as Carrie does the voiceover that um you know, she has something that these girls don't have, which is she had a childhood. And, like, that's something that she, that no one can ever take away from her. And that in it's itself could thing. be, like, a whole fucking movie. Like, yeah. that's totally. the thing that's crazy about it. Mm-hmm. It was, like, that concept of, like, her coming to terms with, like, I I knew my place in time to have my sexual revolution. And it was mm-hmm. not 12. Yep. It was not that age. I got to be a kid and have kid worries, which are, like... What am I gonna wear for picture day? Yeah. As opposed to who am I gonna blow so they like me? That was the other thing about it that was oh. very common and very sad is that the girls were like, Well, that's the only way the guys like you. And so yeah. in their world it breaks my heart. The important things are guys liking you and doing whatever you needed to. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, what thirteen year old boy wouldn't want all the hot girls who are rich to like fawn over them and fuck yep. them and do all these things, you know? Yep. And it happens very often. And I imagine in that too is like their sort of rebellion is like, I'm going to do things sexually, you know, mm-hmm. but that, you know, that it's such a beautiful, like, Samantha, mo- I, I would say, like, it's really top touching. Samantha yeah. Oh, I 100 As far as, like, who she oh, yeah. is, yeah. Top, top, mm-hmm. top three or five Samantha moments. Like, this is, and I never really thought about it before, and now that we're, I'm glad we're sitting down and talking about it, but it is, it is such a beautiful moment for her where it's like, as much as we love to think of her as being so raunchy and such a caricature, this is one of those rare moments where we get a piece of her that, that gives us an idea of, like, uh, what it's like to be a woman who owns her sexuality, who who is is free and promiscuous as as negative a connotation as that word usually holds. She she's she's crazy and wild, but she's she's a woman, and she also was a girl, and she can reconcile those two things, yeah. and she can hold them both very dear. And to her, like she wouldn't give up all the freedom she has with her sexuality now, but she's also very thankful to have had that time when yeah, she, she knows that yeah. there was a there was a yeah that it had a page turn yeah that actually makes me sad that she's not a mom yeah. she'd be a great mom that mindset is a great way to teach your kids. well if it mm-hmm. makes you feel any better kim cattrall herself the the woman has said before she feels because she's 
purposely been child free yeah. in her in her Same, personal yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And she has said before that she and she got a lot of flack for this online. Like a lot of like moms attacked her online about this, but she said that she feels like she has been able to be very maternal in her life because she has men she has mentees. Yeah. She has some kids in her life yeah. that are that have that from like a really young age up through college and beyond she's been able to like coach and have good times like personal I, yeah. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're kids of people's of friends of like, hers or she's whatever. She's a godmother exactly. or and she's, like a big she's sister. Like, she's like I don't feel like I've missed out on that maternal thing. Like I've mothered a lot of children and people of course like a lot of bio bio moms and actual like full-time parents that were like you don't know what it's like to be a mom but that wasn't her point she wasn't trying to take anything away from them she was just saying like i don't you know because people constantly question you if you don't have kids yeah if you don't put it in the box they're gonna go like why don't you you feel like you're missing something yeah she's just responding to that saying no again it's that idiocracy that movie where things Mm -hmm. there it's like all the smart people all the smart people are like i really have to think about this and -hmm. dummies are like boning and making babies yeah and i think that that mindset it was like all my friends who have decided that we're married and we don't want children i was like you're almost better (laughs) like you almost would be better than the parents that are out there now because you are thoughtful and you Mm do you do take things through full consideration that's why i say about her about her understanding what childhood is versus being an adult and and that like i would love her to pass that on and i'm i'm glad that she coaches people in that way i have an aunt very similar she never had children she has three siblings who all had kids and I asked her, we <laughs> went on a kayaking trip. And it was yeah. just like, I, I was single at the time. And, you know, I've been more open to what is my life going to be? I was like, hey, what if I never did get married? What if I never found somebody? I have, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Story of change. He's, he's pretty hot. He's pretty really wonderful. Smart, funny. But, but I, I had to come to terms of I'm 30. Mm-hmm. What if I didn't? What if I didn't? And this is my aunt who I've looked up to since I was a little kid, literally wrote reports about her being my, like, hero as a child. I was like, what was it like for you? And for her, she was like, same thing. She was like, I got to raise you guys. I never felt like I didn't mm-hmm. have children. Mm-hmm. I had my own life, but I also had you. And she took us on the best trips, camping trips. She always took us, like, secret Disneyland trips where we were like, oh, we're taking a sick day from school. And she would take us to Disneyland. She <gasps> got to be the awesome magic. Aunt. She did that for us. And then now all the cousins and people are having kids. She's got to do it twice over now. And she never felt like she ever lost out on anything. And well, I think yeah, that's she's, awesome. she's getting away with murder because she doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to deal with, like, when she gets to be cool. the kids are, she like, gets to give us shitting back. themselves and throwing up and, like, being assholes. She doesn't have to deal with all that. She no. gets you at your best. She gets to be the fun aunt. You know, she's like, Monica, I will always have gum. You know, that, yes, that moment. Yeah. And, but, like, I'm not, not to say that you haven't been through stuff with her because I'm sure that you have. And, like, yeah. she's probably dealt with you at your worst and, like, dealt yeah, with I had lice once for a long time. Sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, that's and she just, even always check me for life that shit and that's awesome hard. it's hard <laughs> it's rough but well, you know she's i'm sure she does i'm sure she was she's been everything yeah so it's, it's interesting for samantha to have that perspective and i love that she's the not wanting a family character yeah. out of all of them mm-hmm. yeah, like she, the juxtaposition like i feel like her and charlotte are the exact opposites but they're friends and that's yes. awesome to see them together but yeah her story yeah this one is like the most thoughtful amongst like oh, the yeah. silliest the silliest of stories so then we move on mm-hmm. to carrie just yeah. Yeah. Like online it makes us it gives us all this fodder it's well incredible. samantha she was around kids acting like adults and carrie's story is really adults acting oh my like god kids. So yeah so fun. let's the do it let's there. do it so carrie 
Mari, uh, she, she's got a, a, a broken shoe. She's going to go to her shoe guy, but her shoe guy's gone. Interesting, because when Carrie finally joins up on AOL, her AOL username is Shoe Gal. That's right. She's it all about shoe. the shoes. It is a yeah. shoe. I'm yeah. sorry. Please continue, Shoe Guy. So her, <laughs> how uh, tall her is... Sh- do we know how tall she actually is? Oh, she's she's very tiny. 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 She's five like... Five. You may be a little five over that. One, Curious. Five, okay. Yeah, she's teeny tiny. She's got to wear the big shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she goes to her shoe guy, but he's not there. Instead, it's a comic book His store. His business is gone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, run St. Mark's. <laughs> Which, must I say, as a person whose family owns a comic book store, yes. never would a something like a shoe repair store, something helpful in utility, yes. ever be replaced by a comic That's book store happening. and last. Like, That's not happening. Let's talk about the longevity there. <laughs> like, right. Not really a thing. But I, I, I love them trying. Well, it sounds yes. like Wade here is just starting up this comic book store. It is yeah. brand new, so it yeah. will be gone yeah. in two months. <laughs> so, it's called St. Mark's Comics. I suppose yep. that's the name of like something on the street corner or the street or something. Mm-hmm. And They and, never talk about it. Uh, Wade, the actor who plays Wade, like... I recognize him. He reminds me of like an MTV VJ. Kind of has that look about him. He's a surfer-esque guy in New York. I, I, again, I'm going to criticize this to no end. Yeah. Yeah. Please. No one as hot as him ever works at the comic store. He's a cute guy. The only person that's hot that works in a comic book store is the teenage girl who's sort of punk rock and cute. Sure. Absolutely. The manic pixie dream girl, as it were. It is the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's never. And then it's the 50-year-old overweight. Yeah. I mean, it's comic book guy, as much as we want to say The Simpsons, like, that's a vicious stereotype. That is who fucking works in yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or they're so painfully awkward yeah. in their speech. They don't have to be overweight. They don't have to be ugly. They yeah. just are very awkward. But like the, the smooth talking, right. like, well, the good news what's is, up? Like, just pushing his stuff. But he's a rich kind of, kid comic Wade's cover. kind of ahead of the curve because now in 2016, as we're recording this, um, I, <laughs> I feel like the tide has turned a bit. And there are some kind of, like, hot people who are, like, cool and in the know nerd wise like Nerdist, Chris yeah. Hardwick speaking yes, of yes, nerdists yes. like that guy is a fucking nerd and also super hot and cool and charming and charismatic yes mm-hmm. but and you know money helps now. that <laughs> yes, sure when you have true. lots of money sure. when you're if you have you ever seen that before and after of Seth, Seth MacFarlane his pictures oh, I need to check that you out you need to look at because them. no I have such a crush on him was he like embarrassing before no um, I mean just looks wise you, you, he's pale chubby white dude who's yeah. out of shape and not very attractive you see him now he's like this charismatic like like defiant atheist he is like, his ego genius. ascended like I, I mean he is that and like I, mean, I have a lot of animation friends who knew him in college and like saw his doodles of family guy and blah 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 oh, and like, wow. of course he makes it and makes billions you know yeah. but uh you know like that's the person and then money like you can be a nerd mm-hmm. but look uh, dashing because you know Chris Hardwick he sold Nerdist for like 300 million I mean like he's just millions of dollars and then marries a Hearst a Hearst yeah like, like any of like either of them needs the other one for anything besides love which is probably that's actually probably why perfect. they're equals yeah. they're perfect I wouldn't know how to marry together. if I had billions yeah. and someone was like you're hot no. Right? No. no. They're, they're perfect together. You, I'm yeah. just jealous. They're no, just I'm jealous too. So, so Chris, Chris her wedding was, dress? Yeah, it's beautiful. And he's nice. I've met Chris. He worked on a show. I worked on it. Oh, cool. He was a uh, Craig of Sanjay and Craig, oh, which is a Nickelodeon series, yes, that I production manage on. I got the pleasure of meeting him, and he was totally nice. He looks tired. He works very hard. <gasps> yeah. Yes. He works super I feel like fucking hard. He doesn't hard. sleep so like for, Ryan Seacrest style. He doesn't sleep. He's totally Ryan Seacrest. And he doesn't, he, yeah, he's like, 
He's in everything and does everything. So I wow. can only speak highly of him, but also I'm going to say, like, singled out Chris Hardwick. Much different than Rich Nerdist. Mm-hmm. Nerdist. Yeah. Singled out was, like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nerdist, Chris Hardwick is, like, redone. Like, yeah. Insane. Made over. Blah, blah, Insane. Blah. But that's, that, yeah. So this guy, he does come from a family, owns a comic book store, mm-hmm. so I guess that looks different. And yeah. I, there is. So I have grown up in the comic book industry. My father worked um, for Diamond Comics, which is the big, largest comic book distributor. Basically, comic stores go to them to stock their stores. Mm. So my summer vacations were spent going around to different stores and talking to people. <gasps> so fun. So I, was, I would only so collect fun. pogs to sure. date myself. Yeah. So it would be every wow. summer I have those giant tubes and I would go to different comic stores with my dad. Um, when he would go as a manager of this company, he would go and like meet with the just you know the stores that they distribute to, and so I'd get to go all over Southern California, and uh, and it was great and it was awesome. But again. You see one comic book store, people, <laughs> you've seen them all, yeah. and they just all have that vibe yeah. of the, probably the first six years of Comic-Con before it got really big, yeah. and right. it wasn't comics anymore, but right. like, I could talk for days about this. Of course. Anyways, but not it's accurate. So, it's so interesting that Carrie, like, th- this is the thing that strikes me as being kind of, that kind of dates this episode Super is. Super dated. She goes in, she's, she's had, they're having a little cute, meet cute in the comic book store, <laughs> right? Cute. And then he, the, the two, like, awkward, nerdy boys, teenage boys yeah. in the corner, they're looking at Carrie and she's like, what? And Wade, the, you know, power lad comic book store owner is like, they think you're Wonder Woman because they don't see women in comic book stores, which is not the way it is now. Yeah. Well, it's not the way it is in 2016. It's not. It's that. It's cool to be a nerd now. Yes. And that superheroes in general have a saturation. So I would mm-hmm. say that in that time for her to go like, I thought comics were just for boys was a, was a thing forever. It was mm-hmm. like, you're into comics. You're a loser. Mm-hmm. You're dumb. And it's you have like, no, social no skills. you're smart. You're reading. You're into science mm-hmm. fiction. You're into these sort of like, Great characters. Yes, yes. Like stories. morality plays. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, and like when I was growing up, my dad would bring me like the XL, like the fucking Captain America. I had a Captain America shirt wow. in high school that no one else was fucking wearing. Wow. And I didn't have in girl sizes. You couldn't find anything in girl sizes. Wow. It was never like a girl tee. It was that right. I had to modify a XL boy tee That's to so wear cool. the Iron Man, to wear the Captain America, because nobody else is wearing that. I go to fucking Target and it's like every shirt is like, my size and my fit and like it's it's sort of like it's a different kind world. of insane but this was funny too because her being like comics like they're not really girls in comics right. which there wasn't at that time yeah. it wasn't common and that if there was you were either the wife of somebody you were like their wife or girlfriend or you were like a super like that pixie dream girl whatever yeah. like every yeah. every comic book heroine is that one fantasy the guy has. I do love that Carrie knew, like, she's like, oh, I love Wonder Woman. Her, even her accessories are like powers. She she's... probably grew up on the live action TV show, though. Yeah, what yeah. I was totally. Thinking. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. maybe. But yeah. the, the, that whole, like, story plot is, like, really funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Power Laddie wins her over by drawing a picture of her and getting him I mean, to it's call such her a cool and, move Yeah, on it's his a part. total cool Hell move. fucking yeah. Yeah, and, I'd uh, fall for it. And he takes her out on an awesome, fun, nerd They go to date. 
Barcode. Yes, which is like, it's a bar that also has a bunch of arcade games. Super fun. Like, it's like a Jillian's Dave and Buster's. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's got a little Razor scooter, which also really dates this episode. <laughs> um, Razor scooter. And it's yeah. 102 degrees, a.k.a. let's remember the title of this episode, Hot Child in the City is Hot, Hot, Hot. He tells her he's got central air in his cool Upper East Side apartment with a great view. So she's charmed. She goes. It's a beautiful apartment. How the hell How does Power he Lad this? Af- afford this? Parallel P.S. I don't know if we mentioned this. That's the name of his comic that he wrote. Yes. Yeah. And his superhero character. Yes. So he, he tries to pitch it to her when she goes to the store. Anyways, yes. Continue. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Power Lad's mom shows up. <laughs> he lives oh, with mom and dad. Oh, I'm sorry. You know me. I'm just always keeping the watch. Yeah, I just happened. What's he doing out here? How was it possible that mild-mannered power lad could afford a classic six on the Upper East Side with a terrace and a view of the park? Was he merely power lad by day and secretly a millionaire playboy by night? Hmm. Hello? Oh, you scared me. I, I just heard voices outside and... and You're I, up. I, oh. Did we wake you? Oh, no, no. You know me. Always keeping the watch. <laughs> uh, did you meet Carrie? Carrie, I'd like you to meet my mother. Hello. It's a beautiful night, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm off to bed. You two have fun. <laughs> Don't stay up too late, no. dear. Good night. Night. It's lovely to meet you, Carrie. Oh, lovely to meet you too, Mrs. Adams. Now, what I want to know is, yeah. how did he not? How did they not walk through the apartment? Her go, oh, flower decor. Yeah, yeah whatever like the fuck old, old people. Nasty ass paintings in the background. If you look at, knowing the way this episode goes, she this go time I'm watching it, and she's like, how do you have all this? And the camera cuts to him, and he's got two beers in his hand. He's like, I'm going to go the bathroom or whatever, and then we'll talk adventures in real estate. And if you look behind him, it's like old people paintings yeah. and old people furniture, and I'm like, it's obvious. It's not shade. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Yes. Like, it's... I was like, he broke into this. Like, he, he murdered the family, and he now has taken... I would assume he was a murderer. Jeffrey Dahmer. But yeah. I love the vicious, vicious stereotype that is the comic book guy living in his parents' basement. Oh. Yeah. So in New York, they don't have basements. No, penthouse. Penthouse suites. Yeah. So that vicious stereotype <laughs> still gets Modified a carried on, if yes, you will, I will. to, I to will. this poor New Yorker. Yeah. I just thought that was so funny. I was yeah. like, of course we fucking live. It's, it's like, we can't get out of this. And now, now we can. But yes. back then still, it was like that vicious stereotype. Like, yes. It's might true. as well have been a virgin and uh, collect yeah. figures and blah, blah, blah. Samantha yeah. is not into Carrie dating this guy. She sees him as a total loser. Not with his parents get rid of this guy but you know what Carrie ends up kind of like digging the mom thing because she's bringing them yes drinks. Mrs. Adams snacks. it's literally a kid in high school it's like, adorable yeah. yeah it's quite funny and I like how Sarah Jessica Parker really plays up that can you stay for dinner Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes, you know, like that a same, yeah. I know. It's she's really, like, it's she's really like, I'm going to lean into it. It's the summertime. This is what I love about Carrie. She really, whatever moment she's in, she's living it to the fullest. 
That's true. And yeah. they have a sleepover at Carrie's, oh, and, and things, uh, are, things getting are getting hot, hot and, heavy. and heavy. Finally, which I yes. assume is the first time they're going to have yes, sex? I yes, I so. But then okay. Mrs. Adams calls, because she doesn't know if Wade <laughs> gave the dog his medicine. The problem <laughs> is, if he did give the dog his medicine, <laughs> then it would be bad for them to give the medicine. But if he didn't... She's actually... So she just needs to know. As a legit person that has a dog, yeah. he's sort of irresponsible not leaving a note and going, if he didn't want to be bothered during his sexy 100%. time, you yeah. leave a fucking Knows this your parents is, go, hey, it's yeah. his fault, but he, the problem absolutely. is that it's the time of answering machines that everyone can hear. Yeah. Oh. Who goes, by the way, when you're about to have sex, because Carrie dates a lot. Who knows what fucking ex-boyfriend yeah. could call her or whatever. Shut who that goes, shit down. Yeah, you turn it off. Turn it yeah. off. So I was like, who's going like, hey, go ahead, listen, I don't even like my boyfriend reading my text. Nothing mm-hmm. to hide. No. I just it's don't just like personal. it. It's just personal. And by the way, Amanda, it's like you're clairvoyant because this literally happens later in the show. C- Carrie is sleeping with Aiden and Big calls. And this Ooh. is post-cheating yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's back so with rough. Aiden and Big's like, hey, Carrie. And Aiden manages to keep the sails up and into yeah. the harbor yeah, yeah. during that she's voicemail not. from Big. Like, but good you know job, what? Aiden. All right, mom's calling. That's... Okay, Carrie's loving it. She's just loving Mrs. Adams. She's loving the whole thing. Why not? In fact, he pulls out the old hot child (gasps) in the city record, and he's got some amazing weed four times stronger. I don't know weed. By the way, it's like he has a. 12 month supply of weed yeah. so we talk about the much. bag yeah. of so weed it's like it's $400 an ounce and he's got all this weed I was yeah. like that is money in itself yes. in itself yes. like, Which you know you could out. sell that and mm-hmm. have your own place sir yeah. she's like I, Carrie has a realization she's yeah. like oh this he's not in a hurry to move out of his parents place no. he's sitting so he pretty his, yeah. buying his delicious weed yeah. and smoking it and guess what I'm just gonna have fun with it yeah and they, and they are going it, yeah. to as Fox News says get potted up on weed oh, that is what the they're pot gonna up. do you know I haven't gotten potted up on weed in, in like 10 years but man that looks like fun she makes she it makes, look she fun makes who it doesn't so love fun. throwing fried chicken room. Yeah. So they I mean, if you had a choice to throw fried up. chicken or yes. not throw fried chicken, I, throw, I think yes. we'd all throw fried chicken. off a balcony Ugh, dangerous. in New York City. So irresponsible. They're, they're Very all irresponsible. potted up and being just crazy teens. She's like, I'm thirsty. Words are funny. Pa- ba- pa- bong water is funny. <laughs> everything's funny. And Sarah Jessica Parker is the most ridiculously good actress and she's you believe she is yes. potted up on weed <laughs> she's then so funny Mrs. Adams comes home you guys and Uh-oh, Wade tells trouble. Carrie I'm not supposed to have weed in here and you know They'll what kick he does me out. my parents will kick me out he blames Carrie. And blames she's Carrie. like, oh, guess what? Not my problem. By she... the way, they left the weed by the door. Like, you know where you would put your keys? That's yeah. where they were like, yeah. <laughs> now that they were high Moron. Yes. but mm, put the weed there I was like I'm pretty sure he would stash that in the furthest sock drawer that ever yes. existed if you yes. if you have any obviously Wade is not the sharpest tool in the no. shed no, no, but no. Carrie Another Carrie is stereotype. smart <laughs> she's gotten everything she's gonna get out of this situation yeah I love her so realizes, much for this <laughs> and you we were watching this and Amanda was like he he was like no Carrie brought it and Amanda was like just say you brought it and then what does Carrie do? She's like, yeah, I did. And I'm yep. taking it with me. When and I'll, I'll take it as I leave. And I was like, $12,000. She walks away with easily. Yeah, I was like, those are my diamonds. They're Carrie's diamonds. You know, it's like, well, yes, I'm going to take all the fucking weed all you have. Of it. What? And the episode ends in a lovely shot. Egg. Beautiful. Oh, yes. Yes. A, a lovely shot where... Uh, 
Carrie and Miranda and Samantha. and Samantha get potted up. They get all they're, nugged they're up on that They're rolling their dubs. So cute. And they're yes. getting high, and Miranda comes in with a bowl of popcorn, I assume, and they're yep. just cracking up. And I was like, that that's sort of awesome, too, for him to be like, Carrie brought it and her to, like, make the day out of it. She I makes, like, yep. she makes lemonade so out of lemons. She's like, you know what, this was, she doesn't you know, sit and wallow over whatever would have or wouldn't have been with Wade. She just was having fun and yeah. being young and having a summer and just being silly. And at the end of the day, it's important to her to spend time with her girlfriends and, and you mm-hmm. know, and this is the other beautiful thing about this episode that's kind of, to me, a little poignant is like, the episode ends not with the four ladies, but with the three ladies, because Charlotte's married, and in many ways that it's, pulls her that's away from accurate. the group. accurate, yeah, it's um, accurate. And, but, you know, what, when people come in, go out, like, some people are having issues, or have are partnered up, or whatever, but, like, the core group, whatever that is, it stays, it, it well, works. Well, there's a spirit. It, it's, it's the spirit of the group, and then it's like, who would be available? Hey, come smoke weed. Charlotte yeah. would probably like, no. Like, that's yeah. the thing that maybe Charlotte would do mm-hmm. on a girls weekend in Palm Springs. Right. But mm-hmm. not, like, right. on a Tuesday. Where and maybe the other ladies would be like, she recently had an emotional, yeah. like, breakdown. Yeah, she needs to have, to have some right sort of scenario. filter broken. But Carrie, Carrie's got her best girls who are, like, up for a good, like, immature time. And yeah. It's a beautiful note to end the episode on. And I'm just realizing now, what a great episode this I would was. say it's probably, it might be in my top ten. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of quality there, a lot of heart. And I feel like um, it's that, yeah, quintessential of, you know, you think of promiscuous women, usually that's sort of taken in such a negative light. But this is literally taking that and empowering it and empowering mm-hmm. friendship over anything. Everyone was like, I think there's like so many things that get credit, like suddenly like Frozen. Oh, it's the love of sisters. And I was like, fuck, there's been shows like Sex in the City and things like that that have been doing that for ages. It's yeah. nothing new. And, yeah. But to give it credit, it's been doing that for ages. It was the mm-hmm. thing that defined women as friends. Mm-hmm. Women, a lot of the time, were put into competition. And so it was always hard for women to be friends. And mm-hmm. and probably in that high society or New York, maybe it's even harder, that sort of competitive yeah. business or whatever. But to shine a light on that, to bring... Um, a positivity to that and let them be who they are individually and then have a group that comes together so delightfully. Yeah. It's yeah. just nice to see because, again, we're who are the enemies in movies? Who is your, like, da da Which it happens on the show, too, but generally they're, like, this really close-knit group. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I love these ladies. Amanda, it's it was so, so lovely having I love you. you. Hey! Thank, thank you. So I love much. you guys. You don't get enough girls <laughs> on this show and it makes me so happy to have That's funny. Else. That's Smart. really funny to me. You don't get enough women well, to come do. Well, it's usually, you know, it's Alec and I, so it's me. I'm here every show. But then yeah. usually we've got every every second or third show, we've got um, our, our friends Matthew or Daniel. Oh, good. Or yeah. both of them, because they both have seen the show a million times, and they're very funny. I'm sure they're awesome. And then we have a rotating group of people, but, like, we, you know, there's a short list of women who have come on the show, and it's so much fun to have you here to get your just incredible so smart your perspective and <laughs> wait and till so you funny. edit it i'm sure you're gonna have to edit it out i am you're, you're gonna be in it for like 30 <laughs> seconds hey guys i'm amanda <laughs> yeah so it was nice to have you amanda <laughs> you're really brilliant so yeah you're so smart and funny um but we'll we have love to you. you on again yeah you'll have to come back. So you'll come back this we'll, is we'll literally sure, all i want to do with a we'll make sure night. it's a it's a it's a breast heavy episode then yeah next i want time. more boobs not just yes, jugs we'll but samantha's drugs did we get past the episode where the guy has the two big like where the dick's too big we for Samantha. Have uh, have we or have we? Do you we know that one? That? Do you no, know what I'm talking about? We haven't yet. done that one. There's yet. one where the guy yes. that, and yeah, Samantha's yeah. like, I 
tried and I she can't. smokes yeah. the ganja to try she to does, accept loosen it. Up. She just mm-hmm. can't. She Love probably it. borrows carrots. That one <laughs> probably that yeah. stays that episode stayed with me. So. It's, it's, if you get near that, just let me be sounds, near it that seems too. It's traumatizing. That just giant dick. What a terrible burden. Yeah. Well, I look forward to talking about that episode when it uh, <laughs> when it rears its head. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, okay. penis joke. Oh. In incredible. Until next time. Carry, Carry on. on.